Um, once I found out last night I was going to be speaking, I freaked out. Of course, for the first 10 minutes, I'm like, no, of course. And anyways, I said I was going to get a sermon ready. And I went on my bed and promptly fell asleep. So this morning, I realized I was going to be speaking, and the day, my sleep didn't change the day. And um, I thought maybe I'll wake up and realize it was a dream. Anyways, at about 11 today, now Miss Theresa told me, Noja, you need to send in your sermon. And, and she was so sweet to get all this ready because, I mean, it was last night. And she, she actually texted me and said, I haven't gotten your stuff. And I'm like, what stuff? That's how the conversation went. And she said, you need to get everything in by 12 today. So because I'm a last-minute kind of person, at 11.30, I'm like, oh, it's almost 12. Holy Spirit, what can I ever talk about? And I haven't been a preacher for so long that I have tons of sermons, like, stacked up behind me. So I started to pray, and I started to meditate. And this word for the year just started to resonate in my spirit. Renewal. This year, the woman of God, our pastor, Pastor Angela, has declared over the Ark Fellowship that it's our year of renewal. How many people believe that? This means by the grace of God, you'd experience renewal in your marriage. Amen? In your finances. Amen? Oh, you guys, seriously. Amen? In your health? In your relationships? In your family? All round renewal. We believe that. But before this can happen, there's some steps that we must take. There's some things we must do to experience this renewal. And I, I went online, I went to um, Dr. Google to find out what is renewal. And renewal, from what they said, is the repair of something that is worn or broken. It is the restart of an activity that was stopped. Meaning... If your marriage is worn out, renewal is the restart of that, is the repair of that. Meaning if your finances were broken, renewal is the restart of that. Meaning if your health was broken, renewal means it's it's coming back to life again. Amen? So I'm not an engineer. I, I try to think what goes closely with renewal. I'm not an engineer. My husband is. Um, but I thought of a vehicle. Uh, right from when I was a child, one of our, our family traditions was to travel on Christmas Day, either to a resort or a neighboring country or something. We would always go on the 25th. And now we're all grown up, and some of us live in Houston. We've continued that tradition. Now I'm old enough to drive, so we do road trips. And it's a great time. I mean, we, I personally prefer to fly because we spend a lot of time just annoying each other in the van. Anyways, as we drive... Daniel, my husband, and Jonathan are the, you need to know if you know my family, we're only three people in my family here that can drive. I said what I said. So Daniel, Jonathan, and I take turns driving. And at some point, both of them go, oh, we need to check the gas. Because left to me, I'll drive till the car stops. So they're like, we need to check the gas. We need to top off. We need to do that. We need to do that. And I thought about it today. I'm like, you know, all those stops, all those checks, all that gas top off is actually renewing. It actually helps us get to our destination. Because if we drive on empty, 
will break, will stop. And we'll have to call one of you to come pick us up on the roadside. That doesn't just apply to vehicles and stuff in life. It actually applies to our spirits. Amen? For our lives to get where God has ordained for us, we must fix some things. We must stop and top off our gas. As a matter of fact, some of us are almost on empty. So we must fill up well. Amen? Most times the spirit has no problem. Remember, we're made of three parts. The spirit, the soul, and the... Awesome. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole soul, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. So, we have... Can I get three volunteers, three people, any? Uh, you're not doing anything funny. I just want to do an illustration here. Okay, Pastor Mike, thank you. Two people. Oh, Mr. Fabian, thank you. And Mr. Randy, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. Sure, come on. Oops. Okay, so let's say, who's the more spiritual one, guys? That's the spirit. <laughs> guys, vote. Who should be the spirit? Okay, they say you're the spirit. So that's the spirit, but please come on this way. Who's, who's the soul? Well, let's just go spirit, soul, uh, spirit body, and soul. <laughs> now, in this trinity, there are two strong men. That's the spirit and the soul. The body just follows. Not you, I mean... <laughs> The body does whatever the spirit or the soul decides. Now, all three of them, can you turn this way? Say you're on your way to hell. You're not you guys. I mean, it's just an illustration. Say you, you, they, as a spirit, soul, body, whatever, is on their way to hell, right? And then Jesus comes, the big spirit comes into our little spirit and transforms us. And then we turn around this way. Notes, at the point of salvation, only your spirit gets changed. You don't get taller as much as I wanted to. Nothing happens to your body. Nothing happens to your soul. They remain exactly the same. Now, it, is, it becomes a type of war. Your spirit wants to go that way. Your soul wants to go this way. Your body is in the middle. Whoever the stronger man is, is who your body will follow. Amen? I want us to understand this because this is the basis of everything I'm talking about today. It is God's will that our lives go progressively in one direction. But see, how can that happen if this guy's going that way, that guy's going this way, and this guy's moving back and forth? Is it possible to move forward? No, y'all answer me. Is it possible? Thank you, guys. You can sit down. You all clap. Wonderful actors. Our spirits are fine. Pastor Mike is okay. Our spirits are fine. Our spirits are okay. The problem is your soul. That is the problem here. It's not actually your body. It's your soul. And the first step in renewal is yielding your soul to your spirit. It's in submitting 
that soul to the Spirit. It's in turning this soul this way so it follows the Spirit that way. Amen? The devil knows he has lost your spirit already. He's, you're saved. He can't do so, there's so little he can do to your body. But you see that your soul, he could do everything and anything to it. That's his point of manipulation. That's, as a matter of fact, that's where he builds his altar. That's where he sits and he's pressing. He knows all the buttons to press. Like his own mini control tower. Like that and that and that. Because he knows if you get your soul worked up enough, it'll overpower your spirit. Proverbs 23, 7 says, and it's a popular verse we all know. For as he thinks in his heart... Forget to eat and drink. We're fasting. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. You are your mind. He knows if he holds on to your will, you cannot move. You start saying words like, I will not. I cannot. I will never. Do not sound familiar. I will never. I, 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 I. That's just one button he has pressed. And then you're like, no, 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 that's not the devil. That's just me. That's just how I am. I'm this kind of person that's, you know, I just, that's just how I do. That's, that is how I do my things. You need to understand me, myself, and I. He knows that if he gets a hold of your emotions, he has gotten a hold of your life. Now, there's nothing wrong with emotions. Don't get me wrong. But what is wrong is with your emotions controlling you. Emotions are fine. But once they become stronger than your spirit, then you have a problem. Amen? Your life would only go in the direction of who leads it. So Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Not as many as are led by their feelings. Not as many as are led by their emotions. So we live in a world today that is so focused on how I feel. A man, God created man, would wake up and say, I feel like a woman. And everybody says, it's okay. It's how he feels. Everything is okay as long as you feel it, you are fine. Are you kidding me? We say, just give, you need to give room to your emotions. You need to just let your emotions be. Very, Very few people are telling you, just let your spirit be. Everyone is saying, feel how you feel, how you feel. But the Bible says, as many as are led by the Can we say that louder? As many as are led by the... This is why we will justify anything and everything in this generation. Anything at all is okay. As long as you feel it, Mr. Bill Johnson feels he's a unicorn, it's okay. (laughs) I had to give you a glamorous animal at least. (laughs) Anything is okay. Just as long as you're fine. Are you happy? That's what we ask. As long as you're happy, that's what matters. I just want you to be happy. Jesus didn't die so we could just be happy. Amen? 
And, and, and this is why the world sees us and they cannot emulate us. They see us and they see confusion. They see the soul this way, the spirit that way, the body in the middle. There's nothing to follow. So we could talk about Jesus all we want, but our lives don't reflect his life. They see our emotions going one way. They see our spirits going one way. And we're saying, oh, come to Jesus. And that's not an attractive image. Amen? I'm trying to go somewhere. I'm, I'm trying to talk about what we need to put in place for our renewal to be complete and be perfected. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your mind cannot be saved. It can only be renewed. So when we're talking about renewal, it starts with your mind. Everybody say, it starts with my mind. Renewal is not an external event. It's an internal thing. It's an internal transformation. It starts with your mind. Remember, as a man thinks in his mind, so he is. If your mind is not renewed, you can't get anything. You can't get the promises. You can't access the wealth of riches God has prepared for you. Amen? When your mind is changed, your life will be transformed. So we worry so much about God answering us and God taking us, taking us to the next level. Lord, you know, elevates me and lifts me up and all of those things. And God is like, and I don't presume to speak for God, but God is like, if I take you there, can you stay there? Would your mind allow you stay there? Or would your mind want to turn all the way back? And starts to go, because your, your mind actually holds your will. It holds your emotions. It holds your imaginations. It holds your memories. All of those things are in your mind, not in your spirit. And those are the things that trigger us. You notice your spirit never triggers you. Your spirit is, is following Jesus. It's stable. But your mind is, is this way and that way. Your will, your emotions, emotions of anger, emotions of, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it happen. Mothers, I mean, I'm guilty myself. Ah! At the child and come to church the next minute, oh, Jesus. And Jesus is like, really? We see all of that happen. Our spirits are fine. For us to get where God wants us to go this year, 2022, we need to renew our minds. I want you to turn to someone and say, renew your mind. Y'all say it louder. Don't be scared of them. Say, renew your mind. Your mind, the Bible says, can two work together unless they agree. 
Your mind and your spirit cannot work together. Your mind has to be quiet enough to follow your spirit. Your mind has to be bitten, molded, broken, whatever it is, to conform to the image of Jesus. And not the other way around. Not your spirit being bitten and broken and molded to conform to what your emotions or your your feelings or your thoughts or your will wants. Amen? Amen. So the church of Jesus Christ, we've given too much power to our minds. We've given too much power to our feelings. We've given too much power to our our memories, to our, our, our thoughts, to our will. And then we've minimized the effect of our spirit. And our spirit is what connects us to his spirit. It is spirit to spirit, not spirit to mind or spirit to body. It always is spirit to spirit. But then if your spirit is so little and is caged, how will his spirit connect to yours? Amen? And, you know, I... I, I thought about this. I'm like, ah, oh, sounds kind of hard. Oh, sounds like I'd rather preach a sweet and nice and happy sermon. But I felt this is what the Holy Spirit really wanted me to share. And I know everyone here is like the choir and stuff like that. But I just want you to receive this however you can and allow the Holy Spirit interpret it to you. It, it could be you. It could be someone you know, however it is. But for us to get where we are going, something has to give. And that is your mind. Amen? Joseph is one of my favorite people in the Bible. He will never have gotten where God wanted him to go if his mind was not conformed. Now imagine at age 17, he was sold by him. As a matter of fact, they planned to kill him. His own brother's. If anybody has reason to be bitter, it it, it was Joseph. If anybody had reason to walk in unforgiveness, to be angry. I mean, all of us were like, my sister got pregnant the same day I got pregnant. I'm not talking to her anymore. These guys' siblings actually tried to kill him. I mean, it helps us put things in perspective when we say, I don't talk to my brother, I don't talk to my sister, I don't talk to that or that or that or that. His brothers trafficked him. And they sold him to slavery. But here's what God says. It says in Genesis 39, 2-3, it says the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. Now, will the Lord have been with him if his soul, his mind was in charge? Let me tell you how I know the Lord will not have been with him. Romans 8, 7 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. That's how I know Joseph's mind was not in control. That's how I know his mind had been conformed, had been renewed, so his spirit was in charge. So even though he was in Potiphar's house, well, first of all, he was in the dungeon and then transported to God knows where, sold and then put as a slave, God never left him. God hasn't left you people. But your spirit has to connect to his spirit so you can realize that. Amen? Amen. His 
memories, the things that happened in his past, talking about Joseph, the, the, the hurt his brothers inflicted on him, on him the, the anger, the everything that happened was not enough to destroy his spirit. It was not enough to make his spirit coil up and bury itself and say, I won't do this anymore. God has failed me. My father has failed me. My brothers are whore. It was not enough. Still, still, God was with him. Still, he walked with God. Can I pray over you this evening? I prophesy over you this evening that the memories of your past will not tamper with the future God has for you. Because that is what the enemy wants to do. Remember your memories, they're part of your mind. He wants you to remember. When God is saying, move forward, the enemy is saying, no, 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 no. Just take a moment and remember. Think about what they did to you, how they hurt you, how they used you, how they abused you. Your haters hate. And then you start to just swell up like a sponge soaked in water. And then you start to, and then your spirit starts to shrink. That's his plan. We're not ignorant of his devices. He isn't a very clever person, the devil. He does the same things over and over again. I wonder why it will fall for it over and over again. Our mind. It's our mind. That's the bad guy. <laughs> That's the guy that needs to be changed. That's the guy that needs to be renewed. Amen? I, I had this relative who, God help me. She would always cry. OJ, I don't know if you remember who I'm talking about now. Daniel, you guys should know this lady. She is a, somebody's auntie, auntie, aunt, distant relative. First day I met her, I mean, my conscious time, she came over to the house, and she was just crying and crying. And I remember asking my dad, I mean, did something happen? And he's like, that's just how she is. How weird. And then the next time I remember, I just had my first child, Zuriel, and she came over. Now, we weren't close family, so she would only come for, like, family events and stuff like that. And she came over, and she sees my son, Zuriel, and she's like, <laughs> I think she was my grandfather's cousin or something like that. <laughs> my cousin will never get to see this baby. <laughs> we're like, okay. So my dad was like, why don't you rejoice, you know, that there's a baby instead of it? She's like, no, I can't. And she goes down, and I'm like, okay, give me my baby back. <laughs> and this was her every single time. Everything was a reason to cry. And I'm not talking happy tears. I'm talking sad tears. Like, give me a cup of water. <laughs> I remember how I asked people for water in the past, and no one ever... I mean, seriously. She was the most miserable person I knew. Every time, I mean, I'm sorry to say, we made fun of her a lot. <laughs> Every time she came, we're like, ah, she's coming, like, get the, get the napkins. She's about, and without fail. Why? She was a Christian. She knew the Lord, but she was in bondage. 
She was trapped by her own mind. Now, yours may not be as severe as hers. You may not cry over everything. You may not be as miserable as she was. But I want you to look at the areas the enemy is triggering you on your mind. The things that have happened in your past. That anger, that unforgiveness, whatever it is. Just look for those buttons and then slap his hand and say, stop it. You can't press my buttons. Amen? Y'all say it with me. Say, Satan, you can't press my buttons anymore. Do you believe it? I do too. We cannot allow the enemy keep cheating us out of our inheritance by turning our own minds into strongholds. And I'm not saying suppress your emotions or throw away your memories and all of that fancy stuff. My sister is almost a therapist. So she won't let me get away with saying stuff like that. What I'm saying is just don't let it control you. You know how I know we can control it? I'll give you another story. My son, Zanny, he isn't here today. He's one of my more emotional children. He's very expressive with his emotions. When we were younger, we were in Nigeria. And again, we traveled on one of those Christmas trips. And we came back. Um, so whenever he got upset at that age, he'll just run, <laughs> cry, and just run into the wild to go cry and sob and stuff like that. Now, we traveled before we came back. Someone had gifted my father a cow, a live cow. So the person had dropped the cow in, uh, like, near the backyard it was tied huge and then we're driving down almost getting home and something had upset zanny <laughs> he was crying and immediately we stopped he ran out of the car <laughs> and every time you know he'll just run and just sob and he was running to cry and face to face he comes with this cow <laughs> he immediately freezes controls himself turns around and walks back to us And then I realized, so you have self-control after all. Your emotions aren't all over the place. You can't control them. Raise up your right hand. Let me see. Whose hand is it? Put it down. Raise up your left hand. Whose hand is it? Can you control it? Can you control your emotions? Can you control your thoughts? Can you control your feelings? You see, because the enemy will make you feel you can't. He will make you feel powerless. It is overwhelming. My, my anger, it is overwhelming. Well, guess what? The anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. You can control it. My, I don't know, hatred, bitterness, whatever it is, anything. You don't, someone told me, you don't know what has happened to me. I don't, but God does. And what has happened to you does not change what he has said. Did he know it will happen to you? And he has said you have the power to control it. So you do. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, people of the Ark Fellowship, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. 
meaning you can decide what you think about. It was Joyce Meyer, I think it was Joyce Meyer that said, think about what you're thinking about. You can decide what you, I'm not saying thoughts won't come. You can decide which one you allow. Remember during one Sunday school we talked about it. You can't prevent a bird from flying over your head, but you can prevent it from building a nest on your head. You can't prevent the thoughts, but you can prevent yourself from thinking on it. You can't erase the memory, but you can prevent yourself from dwelling on it. You can't, I don't know what it is, I I don't know what other example to use. All I can tell you is you can control it. You can renew your own mind. Amen? Remember, if your mind is not renewed, you cannot access you cannot access the blessings God has for you. You'd be like those three guys, one going that way, one coming that way. Your blessings are there, but you're taking two steps back, one step forward. I mean, when would you ever get there? God wants you to move. Move forward. Take charge. Take territories. Conquer. Possess. But that mind... You need to make it follow you. So I want you to say to yourself, my mind, you're under my control. You'll do exactly what I say. How many of you believe that? If you think the way your spirit thinks, nothing will be able to limit you. Because see, where your unrenewed mind wants you to think, I have $100 in my account. I haven't paid my rent, I haven't paid for my car, I haven't done my utilities, I haven't even bought my Big Mac. I won't survive this month. Your spirit, on the other hand, is saying, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Where your unrenewed mind is saying, she hurt me so bad, I can never forgive her. Your spirit on this side is saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Where your unrenewed mind is saying, my children don't go to church, they're falling off. Your spirit here is saying, I and the children the Lord has given to me are made for signs and wonders. Where your renewed mind is saying, I have to take my pills. I am ill. Your spirit is saying, by his stripes you are. For everything the unrenewed mind is saying, the spirit is saying the exact opposite. Where the unrenewed mind is saying, this country is a mess. Things will never go right. Come, Jesus, come. We think we're spiritual when we say that. Oh, Jesus, just come. This whole world is a mess. The United States is not the way we used to know it. It's not how it was. What The Spirit is saying, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Your spirit is always saying the opposite of what your mind is saying. Always. Now, who are you going to listen to? That's the big question. Who are you going to follow? Who are you, whose voice is going to be louder? The unrenewed mind or your spirit? Amen? This is not the, the, the year. 2022 is not the year to let your mind wander 
and just have your thoughts. You know, sometimes you, you um, what's the word? You catch yourself thinking about some things. Like you, you don't consciously sit down and say, hmm, I'm going to think right now. You're like doing your random stuff, maybe writing notes, um, texting, and then your mind just starts going. And then one thought becomes another thought and becomes another thought. You know how those things happen? Whenever you catch your thoughts going, take that one thought, turn it into a Bible verse, and let that Bible verse become another Bible verse and another Bible verse and another Bible verse. Take charge of it. Don't let your mind go away. (laughs) Don't let it wander. Because there's no end to how far it can go. Grab it. And it's a very stubborn thing, that mind. Once it starts to go, grab it by the neck and turn it around. And say, you must obey. You must obey. Amen? I'm going to round up pretty soon. It took Joseph 13 years for him to go from slave to prime minister. Remember, he was not only sold, he was also falsely accused of rape. He was jailed. And when he was jailed, the people who were supposed to help him forgot about him in jail. Till he finally, one way or the other, came out. 13 whole years, that entire journey. But through it all, the Bible says, God was him. He, Joseph, was more than his past. You are more than your past. You are more than the past the devil keeps trying to stick on you. You are more than that. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells me you are more than a conqueror. Say it, I am more than a conqueror. And I know this isn't the easy, sweet rainbows and sunshine new year message i wanted it to be but it is what it is we need to get our minds turned so we can access the things god wants us to access how can you renew your mind isaiah 40 31 it says but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. For your mind to be renewed, you must first wait on the Lord. Amen? And how do you wait on the Lord? Isaiah again 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you it's tunnel vision with god meaning is that song we sang i will not be shaken i will not be moved my mind will not be it doesn't matter my mind is fixed on you i see that with my little niece ariella there's the rattle whatever it is food now she's trying to reach out for what we eat and stuff. When her mind is fixed, I mean, you could do what, it's almost like, <laughs> I don't know, sorry guys, like a druggie trying to get it fixed. <laughs> she's like just trying to get that thing. And she's so little, she can't move her whole self to get it. So her eyes are like double the size, her mouth is open, every sense is focused on that thing she wants to get. And then if it doesn't come her way, ah! 
She's obsessed because she wants it so bad. Her mind is stayed on that rattle. Hopefully in a couple of years, her mind will be stayed on God. (laughs) Her mind is stayed on that thing she wants. That's how our minds can be with God. So stayed on God that when our thoughts want to wander, it, it automatically conforms. It automatically bows to the superiority in the word of God. Amen? We can only do this by meditating on God's word. They say you are what you eat. Right? So if, hey, Zethan, come up. Uh, well, uh, Daniel too. Daniel, babes. Yeah. So let me use you. He was uh, expelled from Commander Scott's class. <laughs> okay. So say this is uh, in a fight between these two guys. Tell me. And don't, and don't try to be nice. Who do you think will win? What? <laughs> It's, I mean, guys, seriously, who do you think will win, Daniel or Zethan? Daniel should win. I can't. No, you can't. Why? Why? Okay, hey, this is my sermon. (laughs) He's like, I could just punch. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, no. (laughs) Now, back to my sermon before my sermon got hijacked by this young man. He should win. But imagine Daniel without food and water for 40 days and 40 nights, tired and weak and just worn out and and out completely. And this guy has been going with Uncle Jonathan to the gym, eating and drinking, (laughs) and both of them get into a fight. No, I, I, the chances of this guy winning him are significantly higher. Hey, the the chances are higher. Why? Because he's been fed. The chances of your spirit, maybe take him away. (laughs) That's my last child. He's the interesting one. (laughs) The chances of your spirit winning your mind Depends on how fed it is. Your mind will win your spirit if your mind is fed more. It all boils down to who is eating. Your spirit feeds on the word of God. Your mind feeds on everything else. Who is being fed? So when a situation comes, first reaction, you'll know by who is being fed. When they tell you, I don't know, oh, there's been an accident, your daughter is in the hospital and everything, your gut reaction is who's being fed. If your gut reaction is, oh, my God, I mean, I'm dead, kill us all, it's over. Or your gut reaction is prayer, faith, strength, what you say. And you can, we can't tell, really. I don't, I don't have to tell you. You can't tell. Who's being fed? When something happens, if your gut reaction is immediate anger, I'm going to leave the church. How dare? 
How dare they tell me to sit there when I've always sat here all my life in this church. They moved me. How dare... I'm leaving. It's all Pastor Mike's fault. You can tell who's being fed in that person's life. We can tell when someone cuts us on 290. As a matter of fact, if you pack your car and you have a little, you could scan the Christians that are well fed by how they react. 290, I-10, and all that. You could, you could tell. Where you just look at that person and, I mean, you curse them and then you repent two minutes later down the road, you're like, oh Lord, I'm sorry for that, but that person was really an idiot. Or you use, you, we don't want to use swear words, so we use holy swear words. You know those kind of funny words where you don't want to curse, so you make the curse sound nice, or I don't know, Christian, so you can curse. But you know the intent of your heart is to curse. And God is looking at the intent of your heart, not necessarily the, how the words come out. Amen? Amen. Is this making sense? I don't mean to point too many fingers. As a matter of fact, I'm also talking to myself. I'm actually talking a lot to myself. And I know Daniel will remind me of this sermon in the coming days. (laughs) When I will most likely want to react. Whoever is being fed would always triumph, would always win. So I want to encourage you. Brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, parents, friends. The journey to renewing your mind starts with feeding your spirit. The journey to accessing everything God has for you starts with renewing your mind. How many of us are ready to go on that, to to take on that challenge this year? How many of us are ready to say no? It's okay, enemy. You can't manipulate me anymore. You can't. It's, it, it ended in 2021. 2020, I am taking all, all, including my mind. You know how we sing that song, I went to the enemy's camp and I took what he stole from you. It's time for you to go there and take your mind. It's time for you to own those memories. And not have them own you. Amen. And I know we can do it. As we renew our minds, as we start this journey into renewing our minds, I want to pray. Can we close our eyes and just pray? As we renew our minds, I decree and declare that this year every mountain in front of us becomes a plain. Can you say louder? Amen. Amen. I decree that every voice of delay, every voice of denial, every voice of disappointment that is speaking over your heart's desires you've put in here, I speak to you, who is he that speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not spoken? In the name of Jesus, we silence every voice of delay. We silence every voice of denial. We silence every voice of disappointment. Can you stretch your hands towards this basket? We speak 
everything, the needs here and the needs in our hearts. We decree that in the year 2022, there shall be a performance. We decree everything we have said. The Bible God was with Samuel, none of his words fell to the ground. Everything we have read, everything we have said, everything we have imagined in our hearts, we serve a God who is able to do abundantly above all we can imagine or ask. We decree everything will come to pass. We decree the enemy will no longer triumph over us. We decree our hands will always be lifted up in victory. I speak to every impossible situation in your life. Everything in your life that looks like it's, it's, it's going to defeat you. That situation that looks like it's going to win. I speak to you. I command you to become a plane. And you, my brothers and sisters, I speak to you and command you to advance and move forward. I command you to possess what the Lord has prepared for you. I command you to take territories for Jesus. And may the Lord grant you all your heart's desires. And may you testify this year. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said a big amen. God bless you and have a great evening.